wondering. <laughs> I have answers. I just don't know if they're right. <laughs> that's, a, yeah, that's, a good, that's an excellent discussion right there. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Stein. Woo, you hey. Woo. <laughs> All right. Welcome, Elizabeth. We're having you sound here. issues, so we're just getting a late start. So you're just on time. Yeah. See? Yeah. So, hey, while we're waiting, share this with everybody and let them know where they can come and enjoy this great conversation on Zoom. Check, check um, right now it's saying live video interrupted broadcast. Oh, you pressed your word. It would have stopped. It's about so. like a minute and a half, two and a half minutes behind. Delay. Okay. So it should start soon because I started it about a minute and a half. All right. And then I don't know if you can fiddle with the uh, green screen. Because I'm going to I'm gonna fade away. You're reflective, sure. When I look at it, I see green on your shirt because it's so reflective. Can I adjust it? Yeah, you guys got to wear reflective shirts. <laughs> we can, but you yeah. won't be there. Yeah. So you need to get up there. I don't know how to adjust it. All right. I think the times when there's all these tech out challenges is because oh. there's something really awesome. Good. Hey, you guys are just in time. We can start now. I know you're waiting. <laughs> Absolutely. Braving all the snow down here. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so we are. You guys can hear us on. Yep, you can hear us on Zoom. Good. And uh, how does it sound for YouTube, Facebook? It'll take a minute. Okay, we're going to give it a minute or so. But I have sound Will it be awesome. a new stream? Do I have to restart my stream, or would it come up with the old one? I just refresh. <laughs> I'm refreshing. Well, that one says the video's ended. Hello, hello. Hey. Because the way that it works, if, it's in a, if it, you're streaming at a certain block of time, uh -huh. like until 1230, so, I, so keep that in mind, because we usually don't run into that, but your box cast is set up, we have to cut off at 1230. This so says... So at 1230, it will shut the, the stream down, whether you're done or not. Yeah. Because you put yeah. that in there for that half hour buffer, but... It's not enough at this point. Yeah. What time is it? I'll give you like at least a five minute warning. It's 10.50. 10.50. All right. I'll give you at least a five minute warning. This is showing just, just the seven minute clips. Where the clips. Um, what? Just ask me from now on. Where are the clocks? <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> well, usually I can see one up here. But I can't see. I'll try to get back in and see if I can. All right. So uh, we got our Zoomers back, and I think at this point, if whether we get a good sound for Facebook and YouTube, uh, all we're going to do is just tell everybody, go to Zoom. Uh, we've got um, we got plenty of room on Zoom, and that would be a great place. You'll get great sound and can interact with us. That would be the better thing to do at this point. It's so, not showing on here. The new stream is not showing. So, Alan and Otto, were you guys in the same group together? Ultimate Impact Group? We are in the same You are in the same That's very cool. Classmates. You Zoom together. I like that. Okay, I, YouTube might be back up. Um, Facebook is usually always a minute behind YouTube. Okay, I'm not seeing the new stream. All I'm seeing is the old one, but that's fine. We can go ahead. All right, we'll get it sorted out as we get moving here. Are you guys ready? Yes. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> so are we ready? Okay. And uh, Eric, yes. we should be, are we good to go to kind of move forward? And, yeah, you and we got Zoom recording. Okay. Zoom recording. That never stopped because I made yeah. John the uh, main yeah. host. Awesome. So, well, thank you everyone for your patience. We just. Okay. So would would you you know do the? All right, we're gonna start here. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go back in time. It's really ten thirty, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, welcome, Chris Carter. Yay! Yay! I feel like I'm in the Starship Enterprise, based on how this looks right now. Like we're on the helm yeah. of some ship. Yeah. And me phasing in and out. You can see me. All right, well, uh, so we shared a little bit earlier while we were trying to get things up and running. Again, if you see anybody on YouTube and Facebook that's maybe not getting a good good um, sound or something, just encourage them to come over to Zoom. Zoom is working fine. And um, 
I encourage everyone to go ahead and start thinking about questions or comments that you want to share regarding restoration, either in the area of the Stokion and um, Elementals and or the Mazaroth and just some questions that you might have, maybe just thoughts you have that you want to share. We're going to do this as we would do if we had the round table, which is coming hopefully next week or the week after. It's almost done. Tom has done an awesome, awesome job yes. of uh, burning everything in. It's taken a long time. It's a big, big project. So thank you, Tom and Diane, for giving him the, the, the time and space to do it. <laughs> and we're glad to have Gil back. Yeah. <laughs> I have come back to all you pale skinned people. <laughs> oh, by the way, just before we get started, because for the last three weeks, I know that every time the, that it started that somebody has said, yeah, Gil fell off the boat and lost his phone. And there is that is true, but there was a little bit more. And I'm not going to get into all the details, but it was a very wavy, windy day, and I had to jump from one boat to another. And as I jumped, the waves kind of hit the boat that I was jumping to, and, and it just launched me off in the water. And I had my phone in my pocket, and it went to the bottom of the ocean. So that was the beginning. That was day one. <laughs> so this is why we need to talk about restoration of the elementals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, any other things before we dive in? Good. Okay. Well, Tom and Diane, take us in. Wherever you're at, we're just encouraging you to share what Father's giving to you. Come up to the mic here, here in house. YouTube and Facebook, share your comments. Zoomers, just go ahead and unmute and share.
inviting us into the secret place today. There's something deep and quiet about what he's drawing us into. saw the father sitting and leaning down and like he was like I was just standing there watching him create so he was creating something mm -hmm. new in space and then I could feel the waves and the water underneath us wow so good thank you Jill mm. I'm just going to ask everyone to just pay attention to your body right now and just to take some deep breaths to make sure every part of your body is relaxed just to rest rest in him rest in what he's doing let him be able to send the frequencies and vibrations that he wants you to engage with just take some deep breaths and just relax rest into him i saw the father like a mother hand with her chicks. And his love was so profound that it became like a magnet, a wave of just his frequency. And I saw him throw into the cosmos something that he created like new stars new galaxies and he continues to hover to kind of direct us to co-create with him It feels like such a special moment that he has drawn each one of you to this time and this moment, this season, and just something very special that Father is doing in this co-creating. Yes. Um, so I have a big heart, wife, and uh, I like this is the heart of God. 
attracting others as a magnet. Yeah. And as we hear that and let them attract us, I saw jars of oil being poured. So I know that he's feeling, soothing, refreshing the soul. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. I from the Father that it was a particle wave, that a wave that overcame was a particle wave where we could understand that we were light and physical matter. And then I felt that he took me into a realm of understanding new colors, new depths that he wanted to take us into yeah. that we've never before known in this realm but we knew and already know in the realms of eternity it'll take us into depths and abilities to frame up things in this dimension as we did in the dimension that is our true dimension framework of the true rainbow that comes out of the heart of the father that's what hit me that's beautiful. Thank you, Luke. I'm just seeing more and more how rest is the key. Rest is the key that as we rest, we're letting go of our own ego, our own desires, our own things that get in the way. And we're letting these things go so that the Father can fill us more and more with what He knows is best for us. Yes. And that with that comes power and authority. And with it comes the access to all the things that he has for us. When we are able to rest and let him have his way in us. That we are one with him. And that as we are one with him, we become one with one another. And we do things according to what is best for the one. Yeah. Not just ourselves. Yes. fine on this end. Go ahead. From Genesis 1, that we were to you know, be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. Mm -hmm. And it's about the, the doing the earth that the historians are involved, seeing that there was a uh, misuse from humans and that the Soichian are meant to be restored to us as in the creation. Yeah. And um, there's there's more. Um, I'll leave it there and back and pick up the energy piece. Mm -hmm. But uh, they are definitely to be like our allies. But uh, there has to be some restoration there. Uh, and it happened uh, with how we proclaim peace, be still, yeah. uh, 
and th that proclamation and declaration carries light and love with it yes. from the father's heart and there seems to be a I'm seeing like a sort of like so I, I don't understand it exactly but it's like from the words to the light and the love there's some sort of mixture that happens there it's like the wave are really coming from the breath of God, which has produced the waves, which is why Jesus said, uh, be still. Yeah. And what he stilled was the wind, and then the waves settled down in response. So, so it's Thank sort you. of like all packed meal. Yes, that's yeah. good. All right, Nance, go ahead. You know, it's Nance's in-house instead, yes. uh, <laughs> instead of on the Zoom today. <laughs> and they're waving at you, all, everybody. <laughs> well, as I was musing on the initial opening of the co-creation, moving into the depths and the restoration, I just sense this, a portal for all of us now here watching online and in the uh, replays as you watch portal opening up that's personal for you to enter into that place where father reveals the the beauty intensity vibration frequency of your original intent i say his original intent for you in the ages and then beyond that as we grasp that individually and the beauty of that the depth of that, the, the next portal is into the one new man as we are gathered in restoration in each of our place of original intent. It's beautiful. Thank you, Nance. And I ask that whoever on Zoom has their mic open, we're getting such an echo, you can't understand what people are saying. Go ahead and mute everybody and uh, so we're going to mute everybody and then again if you want to unmute go ahead to speak <clears throat> if you make me co-host uh, you quite yeah, you're the oh you're the main host john so you have the control evidently <clears throat> no 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 when it so reset it, maybe go ahead ball. yeah do it again and there, John, you are the main man. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else shares, I'm in grad school and I'm in process of writing midterm papers. God is encouraging me to engage the brilliance inside of me, my perfected self, Amen. and the grace he's given. We are empowered to get things done. Yes. Amen.
back to that Georgian and the subdue part, that part of the subdue means they need to listen to us and we need to listen. So they're not really subdued as long as this restoration of collaboration mm -hmm. and uh, more from a uh, positive respect, loving type relationship rather than what has been, which is like completely ignoring, you know, and sometimes ignoring is the real opposite. You get nothing. Yeah. Thank you, Sheila. All right, Ellen. So my son Judah is seeing fireballs of love pouring down on us. Oh, awesome. I love it. Awesome. Thank you, Judah. We love that. So after Gil spoke about peace be still i really felt led to go look that up and it's very interesting because the word still there actually means to be muzzled or to muzzle mm -hmm. to put a silencing to any surrounding sound or words mm -hmm. so i just wanted to share that because it really speaks to me of coming into the place of silencing all voices including our own and especially any of those that we know would be contrary to the Father or may not know are contrary to the Father until we would enter that place of stillness. Very good. It's beautiful. And then someone shares from 1 John 4.10 from the Good News Translation. This is what love is. This is what love is. It is not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the means by which our sins are forgiven. before some of us father has brought us to the potter's wheel and he's inviting us um, oftentimes we're on the potter's wheel but this time he's actually got some clay on the potter's wheel and he's our hands are on it and then he's putting his hands on it too as we're co-creating something on the potter's wheel and I just want to reiterate the idea of taking those deep breaths and resting and that whatever level of rest you were able to enter into that taking the deep breaths and resting again is going to take you to an even deeper level and I believe that as we rest the more and more that we rest the more and more he's able to give us that power and authority to step up to that potter's wheel and engage with him in creation chest and he whispers to us kind of like what to do next in order to co-create effortlessly with him wow. I call it the ease of God yes. and it's profound yes it obliterates all sense of time limitations we're in the heavenly realm creating together. Yes. 
blissfully. Thank you, Norma. It's beautiful. I'm seeing us each cradled in the Father's hands in our place of rest. Oh, love that. Thank you. Can you hear, say that again, say it a little louder. I saw this big whale at the ocean. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you, Grayson. Thank you. against others around us instead of when we rest we're able to open up and let others in and it's that oneness of coming together it's that place of not having to prove my point not having to be the winner but able to actually allow someone else to make their point and even though I may not agree with it I can still enjoy them because I'm at rest Here they are. They have come down from above. <laughs> so if you're at home, I encourage you to go ahead and get the elements. This is also our giving time. So just be asking the Father as you're communing with Him and becoming one with Him and one with everything He's created. Be asking Him, Restoration 
And so just as you are giving, trading in, that that would be your intention, co-creating with the Father. So I'm just going to ask that each of us just take three deep breaths because we want to be in that place of rest, empty of everything and anything we can get rid of that is not of God. So that we're in a place that when we take the bread, that we are taking in the body of Christ, which is each and every one of us. as we take the cup it's that place of entering into deeper restoration deeper co-creating as the blood of Yeshua comes into us and we say yes in that place of rest that co-creating is happening inside of us not just outside but inside as we are being fully restored into his image. So take the cup and enter into co-creating. I'm going to ask that you go ahead and share if you've got any downloads, revelation during communion or just during this time, last few minutes. Father saying, what's he doing? You're on Facebook and YouTube, put it in the comments. On Zoom, just go ahead and unmute. Share with us in-house. Step up to the microphone. Fire. Okay. We are co-creators and we are um, with him, he's in us and, and we are in him. And he said, he asked me this, what are all of you gonna build? Because we are co-creators. What are you gonna build inside of you for me? Yeah, that is so beautiful, thank you. Very good, very good. Otto, Otto is another one who has joined you on Zoom but is here in the house. <laughs> saw Chris and I standing in an open area with a big, um, it's a frame with a sign over it, and it says Psalm 23, wow. and Yeshua is, uh, there's a whole bunch of people with us, but I'm standing beside you in this case, and Yeshua's beckoning us onto a path that is following this way. 
I was doing the Chris Carter imagination <laughs> and the ultimate impact, of course. Yesterday, Father took me into his garden and gave me a love bath in his love bathing area. And what he said to me, I feel like he's saying to all of us today, because he reminded me again this morning, he said, Norma, you complete me. Mm. And I said, why? You're already complete. How can that be? And he said, you emanate from me. And without you, all of me is not put together. I need all of my beloveds. Yes. Totally one. Yes. With my heart of love. That's beautiful. Thank you, Norma. Very good. Yeah, this is another package has to do with some coming from this deep place of breath that in that place we look at the earth right now differently than what most of us have been looking at and i keep hearing all things work together for good yes for those who believe it's called according to the word and that we need to it's it's like this is a great opportunity for developing Abrahamic faith yes. through here, but we have to stay in the rest and realize that there is a plan, and it's a divine plan that's unfolding before right. us that is right. supposed to incorporate the um, appearance of the sons of God, the maturing, the maturing sons of. God. So we are called to react very different from what the rest of the world is doing. Yes. And uh, those lessons and instructions may, may come from places like our group. You know, this is to understand this. It's like you have to get into that secret place of the most high to see how what looks like one thing is really the opposite. And this is all like a big Red Sea moment. And what looks like is going to be is being used to hurt us and is intended to take us into the place where we belong. Yes. And it will, not without a change that comes from being able to rest when you're looking at Earth right now and to love your enemy and to realize that they're actually doing something that's working towards the good. And I keep seeing pluses and minuses and the balance sheet. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the horribleness is this opportunity for massive millions to reset their balance sheet, yeah. which needs to take place for what's coming. Very good. good. Thank you, Thank Sheila. You, Sheila.
And actually, um, you know, yeah. earlier we were joking. Uh, I don't know where that echo is coming from. Need to mute again. You need to mute everybody, I think. The echo is coming from Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No. <laughs> um, uh, is it from upstairs? Just go ahead and keep going. Anyway, um, earlier we were joking about who was responsible for the tech issues, who was the Jonah. And then, and then, uh, then when Grayson mentioned about the whale, um, you know, I, I didn't want to be, you know, break anybody's rest, but it, I, I felt like there was a message in that, in that there may be some of us who have been running from what God has for us in this season. And the whale is God's mercy to bring us back on course. And so, um, if, if that fits with you, just, um, enjoy the whale. <laughs> um, and says, I, I sense the father saying, listen, the difference between listening and hearing are we can hear many voices, but listening requires our focused intention and a quiet, settled heart. Wow, that is so good. Uh, I think I saw Cindy Maybe wanted like to, to speak. Oh, go ahead, John. Uh, Cindy would like to share a song. Go ahead, Cindy. Yes. This, this song is, is in line with, with what uh, God was talking about, the oneness of him, him, being, him, him being completing him and him completing us. He woke me up with that song as a surround song this morning. And now again, as in the ascension, the song is complete, complete, The complete devil is everything in you. worldwide. We are complete in you. It's not our works of right or wrong, but by your grace alone is not our works of right or wrong by your grace alone is not our works of right or wrong by your grace alone you and us are completely complete in you wow Thank you so much, Cindy. Really appreciate you sharing that. We are complete in him. Anyone else? I'm just checking. I've got uh, an absence of echo. Here it is. Here over here, so I guess um, for a lot of us, there's not going to be um, a lot of understanding. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. All right, anyone else before we move into some more conversation? All right, well, we lost Gil. 
You must have bailed. You I fell think off the boat. He fell off the boat again. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we have fully recognized the Jonah. Because uh, there were three, and now there's only two. Just pointing it out. The metaphor did play out this morning. And this is the second time he's been thrown off a boat in a few weeks. So, I'm sure that Father will bring it back shortly. <laughs> he's not here to defend himself, so it's kind of, kind of like open season. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, you want yeah. to share with us a little bit on the... Uh, yeah, well, you restoration know. or anything else you absolutely. Um, and uh, here he comes, he's back and right when we were ready to. Unfortunately, I couldn't hear what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we're glad you're back on the right path. <clears throat> I think I'm glad I'm back. <laughs> Defends and uh... Uh, so what's happening? Uh, we it's, we're transitioning yeah. to are we? Chris is yes. Share. Oh, you're going to talk? Well, I was told I was going to just now, uh, but we're we're happy for you to to steer the ship. Well, I guess I, there there were a few ground rules I wanted to lay, and we'll we'll have to say these quite often for the for the round table. You know, obviously, um, we're wanting everybody to be able to share and feel like it's a safe place to share. So there's no reason for anybody to come against somebody else's point of view in such a way that you're trying to shut it down. Because we will never find truth if we're shutting each other down. Because if you're shutting somebody down, you're basically you're saying, I'm right, you're wrong. And how many of you out there, anybody ever been wrong? You know, okay, so we've all been wrong, so... For me, it was a really arrogant thing to come out of the church that I was uh, pastoring in, thinking that I knew everything, realizing I didn't, and that pretty much settled it for me that, um, hey, I don't have all the right answers, and none of us do. So when we shut other people down, we're basically also kind of saying, I don't really know who I am. I'm threatened by your point of view, and I'm scared to hear your point of view. I don't want to consider your point of view. I don't have my identity in Christ. I have my identity in what I think I know my belief system, and that, I guarantee you, is a shaky ground to be on because all of us, if we're growing, our beliefs change day after day, year after year. So we have to understand that by listening, we might be learning something, even though you know, it doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but there's a ton of things that I've heard over the last few years that when I first heard them, it was like, heck no. <laughs> and now I'm fully embracing them because I realize that answers a whole lot more questions and is closer to truth than what I believed before. So we need to have the opportunity to be in an environment where we can share our thoughts and our heart and not be shut down by somebody else. If you have a different point of view, you're free to share it. We want to hear it. Otherwise, we're just kind of mimicking each other and regurgitating each other. That's what's kind of happened over the you know, last few centuries in the church is we just continue to regurgitate what we've been told to, that we're, we're supposed to believe. So we're breaking out of that, and we want the opportunity now to hear one another. So please feel free to share, but don't try to shut down somebody else's point of view. If, and that's a, you know, it's a maturity thing, and so all of us are going to have to grow into it. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, I, I may call a few times, call it out, and just say, well, 
you're kind of shutting down the other person's point of view. And I'll, I'll try to be as gentle as I can in that, just because, um, number one, if you, if, you're, if you don't realize you're doing it and no one says anything, then you're going to continue to do it, and nobody's really going to want to talk to you because when they talk to you, you shut them down. And just some things to consider and think about. So as we move forward today, this will be one of the first uh, kind of tests of this. And I encourage you to share your thoughts. And I'm going to let Chris get going. I don't believe that. <laughs> Feeling a little shut down. Okay, so. Well, um, well let, let's start with this uh, to make it kind of a, a discussion sort of way. So if, if we want to talk just for a few minutes about restoration of uh, what we're calling the, what was the Stokian? word? Stokian? Okay, or so. elementals? Yeah. yeah. So, uh. So what's a stoichion? That's a good question. Yeah. I'll let you answer that. I wasn't going to. I was going to see. <laughs> I was going to ask the I was going to ask the class. Can we get a working definition for that so that we know sure. what it is that we're talking about in this? Yeah. Well, I would be curious if anybody actually has a very strong working definition that they feel has worked for them. Stoichion. To me, stoichion and elementals are similar in the same things. Would, is that true or not? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I was kind of hoping someone would know. That's uh, been my <laughs> understanding. My understanding. Elizabeth, I, you have I something? Oh. Stoichion was the Greek word for elementals. I don't know if yeah. that's true. Yeah. 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 That was my understanding. Yeah. That was my understanding, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. But we could be, <laughs> we could be wrong, though. Right. <laughs> Don't want anyone if you've got a different yeah, view. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So now where's this definition coming from, Elizabeth? Okay. So me being me, uh, when, if you noticed, I was on my phone earlier when the word first came up. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know that word. So I looked it up. And uh, this is on BibleHub.com. And from the Strong's Concordance, uh, okay, so it's pronounced, yes, we're doing it right, stoichion. Okay. Awesome, nailed the that. definition, one of a row, a letter, parentheses, of the alphabet, the elements, parentheses, of knowledge. Hmm. However, um, in usage, it says... Um, the heavenly bodies and a rudiment, an element, a rudimentary principle, an elementary rule. So this kind of seems like two facets to this. Mm -hmm. um, principles and elementals. So we, we cover right there, Elizabeth, everything from a, a, uh, a mental principle like a virtue as a as a being right and and then all the way to say um maybe the living elements of the periodic table uh all the way up to including heavenly bodies so pretty much everything <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the non-tangible things like virtues all the way to oh, yeah. um you know like spiritual beings in the heavens mm -hmm. so that's a pretty wide pretty wide so, swath of things there and, and i'll just say from my standpoint i have um the the you know, heavenly beings, stars, so forth, that, that has fit in. But I guess for me, most of the time when I refer to elementals or stokion, I'm thinking of the wind, the earth, the trees, the water, things like that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not limited to that. But for me, that's where I've mainly engaged with them. Yeah. 
My next question, sorry. I think, Tom? I'm sorry. Well, uh, do, you know, is there a Hebrew word for that? Hebrew word for stokion. Hmm. In other words, I, I was curious as to what the Hebraic letters would be uh, symbolically. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I have not looked it up. Because it, it seems we're kind of on a Greeky, not that we're, but we're, li we're literally yeah. trying to follow some logic here. And I was just curious if anybody, because I, I don't even know how it's spelled, actually. So. That would be interesting. If anybody could look where, I guess you'd have to look in a Septuagint and figure out where it's used there. Yeah. In my studies with it over the years, <clears throat> it also, to me, represented uh, a less place of maturity principles. So as an elementary as well. So not just um, elemental as in the wind water, but even when you talk about community calling it the element, but also and he talks about moving past the elements of the world, moving into a place beyond like full level. And I'm not sure, it seemed like you were breaking up a little bit, Luke. I wasn't able to catch everything. Were you, did you I catch did. it? Okay. Essentially elemental, elementary. Yeah. Right. right. So basic foundational uh, possibility, less maturity, like that kind of thing. So a less be, mature principle. I'd be curious if the same word is used when Paul talks about, um, you know, going returning to the elementary things, and, and, which is interesting because he talks about the elementary things. It is the same word. OK, that's that's interesting. Um, go ahead. No. So the next question would be, is it does it have a positive or negative connotation? Mm hmm. My my understanding, but again, it's not based on anything really. But my understanding is it's neutral, and that and I and I guess I've heard uh, Ruthie Andrews talk about them, you know, the elementals being um, something that it can be either way, it can be mm -hmm. negative or positive, mm -hmm. and we need to probably be asking because I know I've engaged some elementals at different times, and it's usually my first question is, are you good or are you? Not so good. Um, and whether they give you the truth or not, uh, I don't know exactly how to tell. I trusted it, and it seemed like it was a good one, and it carried on. <laughs> okay. Is there a thought over I here? I have sort of another question oh. about as you were all speaking. I saw the elementals, and I don't know the Hebrew stuff, but I did see the elementals as being more like associated with the first term perhaps the first dimension or the somewhere, it's like one of those rows. And I'm seeing harmonic are about this. And as we go to the fourth row that incomplete where that foot points to, like that's where we create with all of these harmonics below and create the new. But it means all of them, they, they all, Play a well, even there's even though there's a commonality like harmonic, there's also a difference. But the completion requires all of the harmonic. That's what I saw. Hmm. Right on. Thank you, Sheila. Okay, Tom. Tom, uh, I was just contemplating. Um, you know, all of creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons, so that they can be released from futility by the. Um, the freedom of the liberty of the sons. So what I was just, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for help also as far as how to approach this, but are, 
vantage and intention as we look at things where, and I'm, I'm just asking this question, be, uh, if we're looking at it from a trying to understand, but yet we don't understand who we are, mm. then we're going to not see it clearly. Yes, that's good. Yeah. And because they're actually waiting for us to, to know who we are, and that'll release their identity and fullness. So including any of creation. So uh, does that make sense that, that yes. instead of us being like a reactionary to the circumstance, oh, they're this, and I'm going to label, I'm going to put them in this box, and I'm going to put them into my understanding that they're this, that they're A, B, or C. Yeah. In reality, who they really are will be affected by our coming into unity with the Father's heart of who we are. Yeah. Will kind of reveal their true identity. And so having getting back, gotten back to that on different levels, they could appear to be negative, depending on our vantage point of where yeah. of our immaturity, or they could be, because I'm thinking about this in relationship to, like we've heard different people talking about other, what we consider demonic entities or energies and how they would see them in a certain way. And that actually was, was imprisoning that ent entity. They were stuck in that place because of our intention and perception of them. And so I'm just wondering about how this relates to this discussion. I didn't mean to make it too quite Quite well, I think. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, do you know that... Uh, the sort of the parable of the wheat and the tares and at the, at the end the angels are the harvesters well the classic angelic harvester picture that we have is the grim reaper mm -hmm. oh, yeah, right. so it's this yeah. dark clad <laughs> thing with the sickle, sickle. the giant mm -hmm. sickle like you know just gonna cut Off a bunch of wheat. and so i think it depends on on what side of the sickle you're on if that being <laughs> looks like a grim reaper because he's harvesting you the tares Mm -hmm. Or if it looks like this beautiful angelic presence that's harvesting you the wheat, you yeah. know. Yes. So, so I do think that that does make a difference in how yeah. we view them, uh, and that just being one example of that, you know. That's good, Nance. So this, I'm going to pose this as a question. Also, we're talking about the uh, uh, restoration of all things and our, the process that we are going through right now at the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of this next stage. Mm -hmm. uh, the sense that I have is that there's, there are um, saints in our cloud of witnesses that have waited for this moment yeah. yes. today, right now for this round table. And that as we step into this, I'm thinking of a lot of St. Patrick mm -hmm. and him stepping onto Ireland and uh, what he engaged with to confront the Druids and how there was a combination, there was a drawing together in the artwork and in so much of the spiritual uh, technology mm -hmm. of the age uh, that caused, actually, a, a book was written, um, but how, how the Irish saved civilization. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, yes. So I'm just presenting all that, posing it as a further question. That's awesome. Thank you, Nance. Another good example of that is St. Francis, uh, just about a half a millennium after Patrick, uh, who is another one that uh, certainly saw uh, what we're calling elementals as a part of his daily life and, and mm -hmm. from a restored place. Um, he 
wrote a great poem called The Canticle of the Sun. And in that poem, he's calling the, the sun brother sun and the moon sister moon. And he speaks of these parts of uh, you know, what we think of as nature as uh, almost like siblings of himself. And interestingly, he walks through the sun, the moon, the stars, then the wind, then the waters, and then finally death. And uh, if you're familiar with your astronomy, then in that poem, he actually walked through all of the moving lights in the sky, practically in order. So he went through the sun, the moon, the two big lights, and then he walked through the five visible planets. If you... um, it takes a, just a, a little leap for him when he gets to the part, and someone could look it up. It, if, Elizabeth, would you mind? Would you bring up the Canticle of the Sun on your phone, and maybe we could read it? Yeah. Um, and so it, it's a little bit of imagination to see wind as mercury. Uh, you'd have to pair it with the psalm, he makes winds his messengers. And so the messenger being the wind. So he walks through the winds, he gets to the earth, which you could see all that beauty is Venus. And then he gets to fire, which is Mars. And then he'll get, he just kind of walks through them. And then finally he'll get to death, which is really an issue of Saturn uh, because Saturn is time and the slow march towards decay. And he even restores that picture in his poem, The Canticle of the Sun, because he's reimagining death as this thing that is a transition, uh, that that's something glorious. You know, and he, he talks about it not harming, but... Um, so another good example of that is uh, is um, Francis. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so I just thought it would be good to figure out like what verses we're talking about Stokion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked it up and I only found anything about elementals in the New Testament in Greek, um, which it says according to Strong's that, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but any first thing from which the others belonging to some series or composite whole take their rise, an element of first principle, which reminds me a lot of what Luke was saying. And so then I went and looked, and here's some of the scriptures. There were uh, basically like four, um, Galatians 4, 3, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world, which that sounds like it's a negative thing, but it also says that when we're children. Yeah. So when we're mature, we don't need the elemental things, right? Um, in Galatians 4, 9, it says, but now after you have known God, or rather are known of God, how are you turning again to the weak and beggarly elements where you desire again to be in bondage? That is interesting. Keep going. Okay. So again, that sounds like, you know, it's from where we were and we're going somewhere else. And, you know, we can't despise the things that have helped us grow along the way. So I want to honor the elements, even though God says that they're only for a time and, and we're going to be going somewhere else. And so are they. Okay. So, so then there's second Peter three ten that says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. That's interesting also. 
okay? Because like we're going through fire and there are things that are going to be burned up then in what we're doing, but it's all has a purpose. And he, you just like, you know, we have things that burn up. They, they help us in our future to grow and to help other people. So, you know, I believing that we like the elements are going through a transition and we're all going to be melted at some point and re transformed into something God's intention for our future. And then the last one was, um, second Peter three twelve looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Again, that same like transition. So it's like, wow, I want to join with the elements. I I can remember one time we were having this ascension is up in Woodland Park and there's a lot of trees on, on my property and we saw the trees elements walking up to us and they were like bowing in honor to us and then they walked the trees were walking they walked around the whole area you know of where we are the mountains up there and they were um like surveying and taking care of things you know like kind of like um i don't have the right word principality is a thing but in a positive way and then they would they would go and they would come back around to us again. And it was kind of like they were circling. Um, they were elements that were helping, yes. you know, and they were helping us learn how to govern and, and checking in. And there was a whole lot more that went to that story, but I'll just leave it like that. that so, thank you. That Diana. is really cool because much of what you shared even goes along with what your husband, Tom was talking about that. We don't know who we are. And as they're waiting for us to understand who we are, that when we come into that place where we do understand, well, there's there's a shift, and there and uh, we were talking last night, uh, driving back from Denver, about um, these massive shifts and the the possibility that uh, I'm almost afraid to say it because don't throw stones through the through the uh, camera, <laughs> but but again, just putting things out there for the possibilities. Okay, so as Christians, we generally are like totally negative on evolution. Because, you know, evolution's best explanation is that there's these massive jumps. Well, what if that's true? What if there are these massive jumps in consciousness as we go through each age? And each age brings this massive jump and things shift. And so as we recognize who we are, I, you know, we had a discussion a couple nights ago at a meeting that we had. And we were talking about the idea that, you know, agape love. Now, I could be wrong on this. I need to study it out. But there's certain levels of love that have been exposed throughout the ages. And then agape love, the unconditional love, comes out very strong in the New Testament after Jesus brings in this this age that we just came out of. What if there's a whole new level of love that we have not yet experienced or been able to engage into that brings us to that place where as we, I, I believe that when we love ourselves as God loves us and we love ourselves well, that there is no sickness, there is no disease. There, it, we are able to heal thyself because we love ourselves well, and out of that comes the, you know, uh, revelation of loving one another, as one. And anyway, it's just a whole new level of consciousness that comes. So I, I love, I love that. It's very good, very good. Good. Follow-up. Yeah, I try not to get too long-winded on that earlier, but now that you shared, that was exactly <laughs> the standpoint that I was coming from, in my research on it. 
the Yahweh, uh, not Yah, the Yahweh, I'm trying to keep it limited again. Yahweh spoke to me one time about this with the rest of the, of the Lord is also understanding it from the perspective of entering into the more, not the rest of just stillness and peace, but also entering into the greater, the beyond that which has not ever been experienced, which would also tie hand in hand into great, greater maturity. And yeah. then when we enter into that, we have to pass through, which is a good thing. Remember, there was a flaming sword that was put at the yeah. entrance to the Garden of Eden to keep the way, not to keep people out, right. but to keep the way. So passing back through that fire to remove the elemental things of a childlike nature of maturity brings us back into that restoration. All right, I'll try to not talk. That's good. I just want to say to everybody that uh, I've been trying to get Luke on Kingdom Talks uh, multiple times and, and multiple things have happened where it hasn't worked out, but we will have Luke on Kingdom Talks sometime yeah. soon. He's got a lot to share. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Too long, I oh, sure, sure, sure. Well, maybe a follow-up question Yeah. Uh, would be, so when those verses were written about like approaching these elemental things like a beggar again, so what was, in general, humanity's relationship with the Stoichion at the time that that was written? Do we, do we know? Mm, all the way through when this is being written in the first century AD. Yeah. So yep. what, in general, it was the relationship that humanity had with those elemental powers or beings or Stoichion? I would, I would think that there's probably a lot of stuff written that would give us an indication of that. I don't know. Do you know? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. But see, because Bill, in the Socratic method, we're yes, asking questions I know. to get to the truth, right? And so I asked you back. I, I will just say, you know, I think of, I think of Jesus who, who did deal with the, the elementals. Yes. And, and he had power over them. And I, I, I like what you've said in the past where um, if we don't have a relationship with them, then if we're commanding them, we're basically bullying them into submission. So to be, yeah, certainly, you know, but in the case, like what you brought up with Jesus. So, you know, like in Psalms, it says he makes winds as messengers, but with Jesus, he has to rebuke yeah. that wind. So there's, there's something that's gone on yeah. in the whole process. So just looking historically, the relationship that we've had with the elemental or elementary principles or whatever yeah. we're thinking of them for a really long time was that they were the power mm -hmm. in the cosmos and we're more or less under their thumb can i jump in real quick just yeah. because I, I think of all the other religions of the not all of them but many of the other religions of the world have gods that they followed that represented you know oh, fertility yeah. or the rains or the this oh, yeah. and that yeah and starting with moses mm -hmm. god starts to put the hebrews on a different track so there's a, there's a direct line of kind of progression or yeah. evolution, you might say, Gil. You got that right. What Thomas Cahill about the St. Patrick, uh -huh. he had an earlier book called The Gift of the Jews, yeah. which was about this very thing where there was a cycle going on yeah. of thinking. Your mind is behind you. <laughs> 
But the Pharisees, so the, 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 he's an interesting, he's a historian. I don't know what his religious background is, but that book, The Gift of the Jews, he talks about there was a cycle of thinking about the Creator that was just going on. And when the, when the consciousness of the Hebrews showed up, it completely, like, shifted that whole way of thinking about the Creator. Yeah. And which is what you're yeah. evolution. Yeah, it's totally, it's exactly that. <laughs> so evolution. Uh, it's what Darwin probably had in mind, you know, <laughs> he was thinking of Moses. But uh, all that to say, for a really long time, the relationship was, in a way, we're the peons mm -hmm. and they're the overlords. Right, right. And that's true. I mean, that's the Jonah story to bring yeah. it all the way back there. It's this case of, you know, you, you, you take a boat out on the water and you're at the mercy of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> this is never, we will never live this down. This is, let, let me take over here. I'm going to get some mileage out of Don't this. Don't shut him down. <laughs> so, so you're at the mercy of the ocean. So if something yeah, goes yeah. wrong, those sailors are thinking, what do we have to do essentially to appease the ocean? You yeah, know? yeah. Um, that's why they made offerings to Poseidon before mm -hmm. voyage. That, mm -hmm. that, you know, that's where that comes from. So when Peter or Paul or anyone is addressing a, a budding Gentile group of believers, right? They're trying to snap them out of this way of relating to the elementals that has been the case for a long time. The Jews being a tiny pocket of people that had been trained for a long time to see the world differently. Not because they were seeing it complete either, but because someone had to start the process of cutting all of the cords that mankind had to these elemental principles. And I feel like now we're in a, in a similar position where there are more cords to cut and we're just just beginning to even understand what those cords are that need to be cut yeah. so that we can rise to the next level of consciousness. Yeah. Diane. Okay. <laughs> so um, earlier this week, I woke up to this phrase, the Academy of Stars. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. I don't normally get those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so I've been pondering it, and I thought, well, is it because you know, like Chris is coming and, you know, we're going to have all this time. And then last night we were um, having a very enlightening conversation into in, late into the night. And what I realized was that the stars are wanting us to know them. So their academy is for us to know them. Because if we think that we can be sons and restore them without knowing them, yeah. then we are misled. And so that was the message that I was getting as I was pondering it, which goes back to the elementals. So we need to be in relationship with them to know them, to know what they need, to know what's on their scroll, so to speak, you know, so that we can engage with God and bring them you know, maybe to, back to their original intent, but maybe he has something more. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Just, we would expect them to evolve as well. Right. Right. I, I yeah. believe everything evolves in those seasons. Yeah. yeah. So, so contrast good. what you just said. Okay. With, with the <clears throat> scriptures that we were reading before. Mm -hmm. So let's say 2,000 years ago, humanity, for the most part, is all in the same boat. 
and let's say the majority of Judaism, even though they've been trained differently. And the boat is the elementals have all of the power. Mm-hmm. We're the peons. We're like beggars coming to them in the hopes that we can live and survive. And so the writers of the New Testament are trying to address their Hebraic way of thinking on a Gentile pagan world. Paganism in a nutshell is believing the Stoichion are in charge. Okay, that's it, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. It's paganism, right? All encompassed. So they're trying to correct that 2,000 years ago. Now, were they successful? This is, this is a great question. Well, I think... you don't have to answer. Don't feel like you're on the spot. I just, that sounded like we were like, no, you have to tell us. So, it's like the wor- everyone's worst fear in school. I don't know. I didn't study. I didn't even read it. Yeah. So, um, so you're pointing to me and but... I should not say anything. Well, <laughs> I, I want you to have the option. I have the option. Yes. And I, I messed up this the phone, Elizabeth. If we ever were going to get to the canticle of the sun, you might have to bring this back. Um, if you yeah, if you have an idea, but if anyone does, did was it successful? I think that it has been successful for that lie for a lot of people for a lot of times. But the suns are rising, so now it's time for a transition, and and not just to get mad at them for you know us aligning with a lie that they were more powerful than us, but for us to start the engagement with them to understand God's plans and purposes and our growth and to move forward together. But as sons, we need to have like the character of God to bring that forth. Because if we just go from the soul realm and we're just going to be mad, you know, because, well, they, what? You know, then that's going to be the wrong attitude. We have to yeah. have the right attitude. And so much of the time, what we carry is fear and anger. And so that is the opposite of love. And so we can't come at them with that. We have to mature into that place where we are fully loving and have cast out all fear. Yeah. And then I, I believe at that point, too, that we, are, we would be empowered with whatever Father wants to empower us with. Yes. That we would be mature sons walking as Jesus did. Yeah. So again, no pressure. If, but let's, we'll direct this at you. <laughs> let's let's imagine now you're in the place of Paul or Peter. You're writing a letter to humanity. Mm-hmm. From what place is humanity working from now? So are they still in the same place that they were, you know, roughly two thousand years ago, or is humanity in a different place? And again, don't it's not we're not pressuring you to answer, but it's a, again it's a good question. Let's because what you said is essentially. This is the restored way that it should happen. So that's how Paul and Peter were writing 2,000 years ago. They were working with the next step of the story is this. Now you're working with the next step of the story is this. Their environment was in a position where they had to write to it a certain way. They had to preach to it and talk to it a certain way. What is your environment now? What's the general tenor of humanity and their relationship with the elementals. And just FYI, this is what he teaches at his conferences. So <laughs> <laughs> this will reveal if you've been and if you've listened. <laughs> well, um, I'm not going to be a parrot this time. <laughs> um, I am going to respond from my yeah, heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and my heart is... Um, <laughs> cool. 
I might have to come back to it because there's so much that I just started going off in all these different directions. So I have to like center myself back down again. Um, So I'm speaking to humanity to let them know it's time to step away from a lie. Okay. And um, I'm going to start with a previous ascension that I had where there was this blackbird that was on my shoulder. Okay. So you could call that maybe an elemental. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on, Lord? You know, like, what's going on with this blackbird on my shoulder? And what I felt like was that he was saying, this isn't a bad thing. You have a preconceived idea of what a blackbird means. Just had this conversation with someone last week. Okay. (laughs) And so I would probably use some of my experiences, you know, and revelations to say, you know, we have to, like, stop relying on our previous understandings. If we have been caught up in a lie, how many lies have we been caught up in? And let's look at God, his word, his character, and what's pinging, like we talked about last week, and for me, what's pinging inside of us to say, you know what? This blackbird seems to be, in my spirit, God is saying, he wants to take me into mysteries, you know? And this blackbird and I can go on a journey together that's for God's purposes. Like, don't strike the rock, speak to the rock. If we keep going on the old way and we don't follow God's new revelation path, if we hold on to our old preconceived ideas, we will not be able to grow. And then that gets into like, okay, for me, the tree of life. Okay, so if I'm abiding in the vine and I am and God decides, okay, they're ready, they're ready for something new. So I'm going to start bringing some some new phases into the life that I breathe into my branches, you know, and if my branches go, well, hey, he's given me free will. Um, I don't think that's him. I'm not going to do that. And then all of a sudden, what used to be fruit is no longer fruit anymore. And then he comes back and he says, dang, they didn't get that. I'm going to have to trim that area, you know, and then we'll eventually get it because we're not growing fruit like we used to grow before that maybe I missed it and maybe I need to look at it again. That's good. And so in the long run, we'll get it. But in the short run, like how willing are we to let go of the preconceived ideas Mm -hmm. so that we can go with the newness, the, the mature growth that God wants to give to us? That would make a great letter. To humanity, but awesome. <laughs> okay, and I think part of it, part of it too, is really growing in the discernment, mm. because it's not just saying every blackbird now is wonderful, right. and yeah. and but not approaching it from that place of fear. And I know I ran into this a couple of years ago. We were in England at Stonehenge, and that video is on the bottom of the ocean now. Oh, are you serious? It might be on a YouTube, might somewhere, be on or Facebook. Facebook, somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, um, we decided not to pay the extra expense to take the bus to Stonehenge, and so we walked, and it was a long, long walk, and we were just learning about some of these stuff, not into the restoration yet, and we were talking to the cows, and we were talking to the sheep as we're going along, and I'd always had this kind of negative perception of blackbirds, but my daughter loves blackbirds, and so... We got right up to Stonehenge, and and on one of the fence posts, there was this big black bird. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go with an open heart because I'm not going to go with the preconceived stuff. And so I walked up to it, and I I just looked at it, and I said, who are you? And I'm really close to it, and it's staying right there. there. And I'm just saying, who are you? 
And um, at the time, I couldn't really, you know, get a reading on it. But watching the video, the funny part about it is there's a sheep that's right in the field. And every time I say the question, who are you? The sheep says, bad. <laughs> and so in that moment, I couldn't quite discern. And so I walked away and I instantly had this massive headache, which I don't get headaches. And so we, we went a little further away. We prayed, cleansed blood of Jesus, headache gone. And uh, we start to head back. And I zero in on that bird again. And, and I'm like, I know who you are. <laughs> and it took off. <laughs> and so, um, you know, there is a discernment. We do need to break down the, the, you know, our old perceptions. But at the same time, some of the stuff still needs to be restored. And it is not doing good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So Nance, I know you have something and does it correlate to what we've been talking to talking about, or is it going to take us a little bit different direction? It's, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> the only reason I'm saying it is, is how much time do we have? Because, because we took so much time to get started. It, 21 minutes. We got 20 minutes. Okay. So, and then you got this. Oh, we can okay. end with it if you like. Okay. It makes a great good. little bit. All right. Let's go Nance. All right. <clears throat> Seeing uh, the trees walking really captured my attention. Um, also the question of where we are now today and where those watching and will be watching are right now, each in a different place and coming, coming along. And, and uh, it's, it's beautiful to see the way that this is being orchestrated. Well, uh, this is in Mark 8. Uh, 22, I'm reading from the uh, Passion Translation through 26. Um, and all of Mark is really great because it has the, um, the um, well, just a, the wonderful stories that we really relate mm -hmm. to. When they arrived at Bethesda, Bethesda, some people brought a blind man to Jesus, begging him to touch him and heal him. So that's, I'm asking for my eyes to be opened. So, and we're going to get DNA. That's why I got so excited because we're getting D DNA on the mix here right now too. Yeah. So Jesus led him as, he, as his sighted guide outside the village, outside the camp as it were. He placed his saliva DNA on the man's eyes and covered them with his hands. Then he asked him, now do you see anything? Yes, he said, my sight is coming back. I'm beginning to see people, but they look like trees, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. walking trees. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus put his hands over the man's eyes a second time and made him look up. <laughs> That's so good. The man opened his eyes wide and he could see everything perfectly. His eyesight was completely restored. Then Jesus sent him home with these instructions, go home, but don't tell anyone what happened, not even the people of your own village. <laughs> Take it away, Adina. <laughs> I, 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 don't, no, awesome. I don't want to stir the pot too much, but wasn't Adam planted in the garden? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
a lot of good stuff. I, I, you know, and that makes me, maybe you've already done this, Luke, but uh, I'd be curious what that is in the Hebrew and what are the other possible um, meanings of that. And the other thing I'll just throw out, because we, we sometimes can put so much emphasis on Strong's Concordance when you have to understand that this is a, you know, this was a man who put all this together in the late 1800s, I believe. So he's far removed from the Greek and Hebrew of the day and, and exactly how it was translated. And that's part of the reason you have so many different ways to translate, you know, just one word. So just that we be careful that we're not, you know, putting all of our eggs in that basket. I think we can trust it pretty strongly, Strong's, um, <laughs> pretty strongly, but at the same time, just to understand that it could be wrong in some areas, or he could have left out some words that, it, some ways that it could have been translated. So just to keep that in mind. Let's go ahead and you want to do this? And begin to to wrap up because I know we've got a lot of um, we got a lot of food waiting. We have food waiting, and um, too bad if you're not here in person. <laughs> 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 well, shall we then? All right, so. Uh, you know, St. Francis, definitely a man out of time. Uh, you know, again, classic statement here applies to him. No one that ever pursues eternal things. Is it ever said of them, wow, they really fit in. <laughs> <laughs> so St. Francis did not fit in because he was pursuing eternal things. Mm -hmm. um, you catch these little Enoch-like moments with people throughout history. So he has one. I guess we'll read it in English as opposed to Italian. Yeah, just okay. do that for yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Molto bene. Yeah. Most high, all powerful, good Lord. Yours are the praises, the glory, the honor, and all blessing. To you alone, Most High, do they belong, and no man is worthy to mention your name. Be praised, my Lord, through all your creatures, especially through my Lord, brother, son. Now, you might think, did he just call the son Lord? No. So whenever you say Mr. So-and-so, like Mr. Carter, that's Master Carter. That comes from Lord, right? So it's the classic kind of Anglo-Saxon, the Lord of the manor, Lord so-and-so, you know, Lord Carter. <laughs> the Lord and Lady Hodges. All right, so here we go. Especially through my Lord, brother, son, who brings the day, and you give light through him. And he is beautiful and radiant in all his splendor. Of you, most high, he bears the likeness. Praise be you, my Lord, through sister moon and the stars. In heaven you form them clear and precious and beautiful. Now Mercury. Praise be you, my Lord, through brother wind, and through the air, cloudy and serene, and every kind of weather through which you give sustenance to your creatures. Praise be you, my Lord, through sister water. Here's our Venus reference. The name Aphrodite means from the sea foam, which is very useful and humble and precious and chaste. Oh, did you get the Venus and Aphrodite reference? <laughs> Praise be you, my Lord, through brother fire. We've moved on to Mars, through whom you light the night, and he is beautiful and playful and robust and strong. Ah, all the Mars references there. Praise be you, my Lord, through sister Mother Earth. Now, where are we going here? Probably kingship in Jupiter, who sustains us and governs, hence kingship, Jupiter, mm -hmm. governs us and who produces varied fruits and colored flowers and herbs. Praise be you, my Lord, for those who give pardon for your love and bear infirmity and tribulation. Blessed are those who endure in peace, for by you most high they shall be crowned. 
Praise be you, my Lord, through our sister bodily death, from whom no living man can escape. So Francis sees not the Hades, but more the Hella of mm-hmm. Germanic origin. <clears throat> Praise be you, my Lord, through our sister bodily death, from whom no living man can escape. Woe to those who die in mortal sin. Blessed are those who will find your most holy will, for the second death shall do them no harm. Praise and bless my Lord and give him thanks and serve him with great humility. So I think if I can sum up what you were saying in your wonderful letter to humanity, 2,000 years later, how do we address essentially the one issue that's been going on from the first chapter of Genesis till today, which is what is our relationship to our environment? And the question any next ager or St. Francis-like person is going to ask, if we just take Venus as an example, is why did God really create Venus? And at what point in our story will we finally figure it out? Okay? Wow. So good. All right. So we have like five or ten minutes. Uh, Anybody else got something they would like to share as we wrap it up? I have a question. Okay. Go ahead, Sunil. Uh, my question is, do all these things have salvation? Can they be redeemed? That is a big, big question. And, you know, we're actually having this whole week-long conference on restoration. And, um, uh, you know, I think I want to be careful how I say things. You know, again, we hold everything loosely, and so if um, if it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, great. We we want you to have the freedom to believe and move how you feel comfortable. But um, in our experience with Adina and I, as we've been uh, studying this out further and further, it only stands to reason if God is sovereign, if He is truly sovereign, and we can see clearly through the Scriptures that God has a plan. And the way I put it into an analogy, it's kind of like we're all on a cruise ship. We got lots of choices, lots of things we can do, all kinds of stuff we can do. And we get to make those choices. But that cruise ship is going one direction. And you can fall off of it. (laughs) I apologize. I don't know about that. But anyway... (laughs) That it's going one direction. The captain in this case would be Yahweh. He's the father. He's God. He's taking it a specific place where we're all on it. Now, we can all be on that on that ship and having a great time, or we can screw up and do some stupid things. We wind up down on the brig, and we don't have any windows, and it's not a great trip. But we're all on the boat, and we're all going one direction. So the idea is that what we see in Scripture, and again, we have this in the ultimate impact pretty pretty clearly, but... It, it seems very clear to us in Scripture that Father has the ability to restore all things. It says that love never fails. He is love. If He is love and He never fails, and He's got a plan, and it says to restore all things, then I believe that anything that He has created, He will restore it to its, his, its original position and original place. Or to and better. And purpose. Yeah. Or better, yeah. And, and honestly, there's, there's several 
verses um, that Paul wrote, which are very clear about all created things in heaven and in earth and under the earth, yeah. that they would all come into that beautiful alignment and restoration that Father has. How it happens and yeah, when and what it looks like, that is in Father's hands. And I would say we need to be careful about, you know, with the word all, because um, all things, I would say all things that he has created because I don't personally believe that we have created tanks and killing machines that he's not going to take those and make them better. He's not going to restore those. That's something that we've created that is not necessarily something that he would restore. That's my personal opinion. Oh, hence beat the swords into plowshares. Yeah. And yeah. Paul's verse, everything goes through the fire. Yeah. And right. wood, hay, and stubble is burnt up, but yeah. that which is yeah. meant to remain remains. So, Sunil, does that help answer or do you have other questions well may i just uh, yeah. you know like if yeah. if there's a you know if there's an an ultimate sort of grand restoration picture there can also be an immediate right now picture as well which is there's there's way more elemental beings that didn't fall mm -hmm. than right. those that did so there's a lot more of god made winds his messenger than there are winds that jesus has to muzzle mm -hmm. So, in fact, there's, you know, if we're just going to kind of trust the biblical narrative, which seems safe, you know, there's, there is two-thirds of the winds retain their state of being for us. There's one-third that need a, a, a shout Restoration. down. Yeah. So whether or not St. Francis was restoring something or if he was just communicating with those um elemental beings of the sun that never uh, perverted themselves into something else. And he's yeah. simply working with what was never fallen to begin with. There's multiple ways, short-term <laughs> and long-term, you could kind of tackle some of yeah. this. And I'll throw out one other thing, Sunil, is that um, I, I believe that Father gave us freedom of choice and that if he has given us freedom of choice and if the other beings had freedom of choice to fall... Did he take away their freedom of choice so that they can no longer come back? I don't believe personally that he takes away the freedom of choice. So that they do have opportunity to be wooed back in by his love. And so that that's just, again, we spend a lot of time of that in the ultimate impact. So I don't know if that answers your question or if you have any, oh. any more. We need to wrap. Okay. Uh, I was going to jump in there for a okay, minute. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Teresa. Uh, so when we talk about restoration of all things, sorry, there's such a delay. Uh, anyway, I was thinking about the break. You know, will that be totally restored? The what? The what? And are we going to be able to... The brain. The, the brain. brain. Our brain. Yeah. Definitely. Heck yeah. <laughs> I thought of all kinds of things and, I could say, but I won't. <laughs> it's his sister. Teresa's my sister. And thinking about that, I just kept thinking, how would we be able to communicate with the essential if we could use our brain? If we can turn to love with our whole brain. Yeah. So just it's throwing good, that out. It's a good question. And, and the thing is, we could branch off into so many different areas and spend whole shows, whole time, you know, discussing these. Um, because, you know, when you think about it, the brain is simply a, it's dirt. 
you know everything here on the planet is made of the planet it's dirt we're dirt so when we talk about the brain what are we really talking about and i believe we're actually really talking about the soul because that's where our uh, you know our emotions and our you know uh, feelings and so forth are engaged and it's our kind of our identity it's what separates us makes us uh, individual from god himself but yet we're a piece of him too so anyway it's a whole another subject that we could jump into uh, but yes, I think for me, the answer would be yes, it will be restored. And next week, it's going to be exciting because all week, Chris is going to be here. And those who have signed up for our retreat, we're going to be discussing these things. And next Sunday, we get to share. We'll give you all the answers you've ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that seems that seems like an oversell. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but we, we can continue this conversation. John and Evelyn are going to be on for the Zoomers um, to keep the conversation going. Yep. And so. uh, we'll keep the conversation going here, too. As we have lunch. All right. We love you guys. Blessings. Take and we care. look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We love Good you, night. too. All right. Hey, I did good. I sat here the whole time.